Six Figure Developer Podcast, the podcast where we talk about new and exciting technologies, professional development, clean code, career advancement, and more. I'm John Calloway. I'm Clayton Hunt. And I'm John Ash. With us today is Jerome LeBon. Jerome is CTO of the open source Uno platform and a four times recipient of the Microsoft MVP Award. Welcome, Jerome. Hello. Hi, John Clayton. So, Jerome, how did you get started in the industry? Oh, uh, it's been a while. Uh, I started, I think, uh, developing on very small devices, hardware and things like that. Like actually, even before that, I was a demo demo maker. So it, it's, uh, you know, you know, fiddling with hardware devices and graphic cards and things like that. Everything. Like uh, 1998, so it, it dates back. So lots of graphics and 3D effects and things like that. Then uh, moved on to... Um, you know, hardware and then uh, hardware development, uh, you know, software on very specific hardware. And then .NET came on. Uh, I think it was in uh, 1999 something, better versions. And then you moved on and stayed on to .NET for quite a while. Uh, was, uh, was a teacher in France uh, for, uh, for a few years. Um, then moved over to, uh, to Canada, uh, where I, I started a, a few gigs in the middle, and then started another comp- uh, started as another company in which I started Uno. Um, with, we were talking about uh, six years, ago, seven years ago, um, and uh, it was completely private at the time. And then um, you know, now you know, working uh, open source on that project, uh, and uh, you know it's uh, it's been quite the ride. Uh, was, that's for sure. But uh, very diverse. We're doing DevOps and. Uh, other types of you know, low-level development, Linux, Windows, uh, web dev now, now as well with WebAssembly. So lots of, of very diverse uh, things to work on. And is that your, uh, that's your main focus uh, these days, is Uno, or do you have other stuff that you do? Well, you, they, uh, professionally, the Uno is the, uh, the main focus. Um, so Uno is, is all about getting uh, C-sharp and XAML running pretty much everywhere. Uh, that's, our, that's our intent. Um, uh, we're t- when we're talking everywhere, we'll say we're saying uh, iOS, Android, macOS, uh, Linux, Tizen, WebAssembly for the browsers, uh, and probably you know, others if uh, if others come come to um, uh, uh, come to 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 you know, it's a rise up to a point where we have uh, interest from uh, from users uh, on on GitHub, and it's all open source. I mean, it's a, it's a project that's free to use, uh, and uh, we're uh, we're basically, you know, taking any kind of contribution, like any any open source project that uh, that is available. So, what what exactly is the Uno platform? Is it just all of the underlying bits? Is it everything from the kitchen sink? Is it uh, you know what what is it? Why would I why would I choose to use Uno? So, so Uno is is uh, you know probably a bit of history about Uno would be uh, would be of interest to understand why uh, we 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 went that route. Um, the uh, the parent company of uh, Uno platform is uh, is called Inventive. It's a company that was you know founded about eleven years ago. the uh, the the main uh, the main jobs of that company were to uh, do development on Civilite and WPF and uh, many other Windows specific platforms, so C sharp all the way. 
Um, and then Microsoft approached us at some point to do some Windows Phone development, which we did for uh, for quite a while. So it was called Windows Phone 7 Series at the time. Uh, so <laughs> kind of the weird naming <laughs> of the of the Windows Phone. And then um, you know Windows 8, uh, Windows uh, Windows 8 came on, and uh, and you know Windows 10, and we did all that kind of development. And during the time, what was interesting is that people were saying, "Oh, you're you're." You, you've made some good applications for us uh, on Windows, but we also have uh, you know plans for for applications on on iOS and Android. And uh, um, you know at the time we're talking about seven eight years ago, you know Xamarin with Miguel de Casa were working on uh, Mono Touch and Mono Droid, uh, which later became uh, you know Xamarin iOS Android and then the company uh, that later get bought you know, got bought for by Microsoft. And uh, we started developing on this and and make a uh, something that said, well, because we have so, so many developers inside, uh, developers, designers, integrators that are that, that know about XAML and C Sharp that comes from Civilite and and uh, and let's say the UWP part of of XAML, why don't we reuse all this and make sure that we have uh, you know the same skill sets to use for all the platforms? And that that's how Uno became uh, came to be. And uh, and it you know it grew and grew and grew. So we started with iOS and Android, and then uh, then WebAssembly came on came along because uh, the the uh, Mono team started working on WebAssembly, and you know that's uh, uh, you know and then Linux and you know being open source that uh, that that happened during the past few years. But uh, it's all about reusing skills. You know, it's reuse your skills that you know. You know XAML, you know C sharp. Even you, even if you're coming from Civilite or or uh, WPF. Even if there are things that will improve in the future, you know, if people have been trying to to do UWP development, um, you can reuse those skills for UWP development and go over to all the other platforms uh, that uh, that that support that that support that Uno supports. Obviously, it's it's made to uh, kind of pair with people who already know Mono and Xamarin. Are you having to do custom extra development? For Uno platform, or is it is it a completely separate thing from from Xamarin, or is it linked to Xamarin? I guess is what I'm asking. <laughs> Got it. So one thing to make sure of the the wording there is that there's Xamarin and there's Xamarin forms. Uno on iOS, Android, and macOS uh, takes you know sits on top of Xamarin and not Xamarin forms. So there's no there's no forms in any way in that in that sense. So Xamarin forms is a, is is a technology that has its own XAML and uh, and is made for uh, for uh, developing on iOS, Android, and macOS specifically, there are other targets that are available, but it's mainly the the three that are that are uh, supported. Uh, but we're on uh, on iOS and Android specifically taking uh, sitting on top of uh, of Xamarin, so plain the plain bindings, which allows for developing on C Sharp against uh, UIKit and uh, Xamarin uh, and, and um, the Android UI SDK and the rest of the of the platform. Uh, so that's what we're we're using there. Uh, for the other platforms, we're uh, taking uh, taking advantage of what uh, .NET is providing us. So .NET five recently. So um, on iOS, Android, uh, not iOS, Android, the uh, WebAssembly and um, and Linux, we're t- we're using .NET five underneath to provide the support that's needed to to uh, to provide the platform. Now, with regards to what we what we uh, enable for applications to show. Uh, there are multiple ways to work, and on iOS, Android, we're providing um, a way to display. So, let's say, for instance, you have a, a text block to display, 
Um, that text block is going to take the form of a UI label when running on iOS. Uh, it's going to be a text view when running on Android. It's going to be a, uh, a paragraph uh, element when running on the web. And when running on Linux, it's going to be just pixels drawn using Skia. So that's multiple ways to draw depending on the platform. And uh, you know, it has its advantages and, and uh, you know, I wouldn't say drawbacks, but you know, you know, there, there's ways to draw in sort of, uh, a way to draw on certain platforms that makes it more efficient or uh, more appealing to a certain set of developers. And uh, drawing by the you know, drawing by the pixel, for instance, on, on Linux may, makes it more interesting for other sets of developers depending on the scenarios. Um, accessibility, for instance, is one very big point. Uh, that people have been uh, have been trying to 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 get working properly, and uh, when you draw everything by the pixel, accessibility is very very hard to get. So uh, so that's why we're ke- keeping multiple backend uh, ways of drawing things uh, you know, available in Uno. Okay, and that's so that that uh, that text control that's a single control that manages uh, how it renders depending on the platform that you've built for. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's a there's a way where basically when you you uh, when you create a, a a piece of XAML that contains a text block and image and things like that, uh, we're generating code using Roslyn from that XAML, and uh, that code is basically against the uh, the XAML the uh, you know, the code XAML API. So there's a new text block, new image, and things like that. And underneath, at runtime, we're translating that text block to something that the platform and un- the underlying platform tr- uh, understands. So the text block is going to be rendered to uh, UI label on, on iOS, or it's going to be drawn onto pixels, uh, pixel surface on on Skia, for instance. Okay, so I know, like with um, like if you were doing everything natively, right? So like you might uh, go into your WPF, and uh, I, I guess Blend isn't a thing anymore, but you know you used to be able to like style uh, style your your WPF controls mm-hmm. uh, using Blend and gradients and change the font yep. size and all kinds of stuff, and then you know separately. Uh, in iOS and Android, I'm sure they have their own customizations that you can do. And certainly the web does, like if you wanted to use mm-hmm. um, uh, material design, yes. for example, uh, that not the, the library, but, the, you know, the, the concepts, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is it possible to do those sort of integrations and still just use the single Uno control or yes. is there? Oh, fantastic. Yes, yes and yes. So so the, the that's that's a very good, you know, most people are asking the question. So there's pretty much two kinds, well, let's say three. So there is three ways of, of thinking about the UI. The first one is I want to use the controls that the platform provides. So let's say if I'm on iOS, I want when I when I use a button, I'm going to use pretty much the styling approach that if you know WPF, you, can, uh, you have lookless controls for which you have a style and then the template of that control. And then the content of that control is going to be something. It can be a video button. It can be gradient button, which is star-shaped something. Uh, but if you want to do that, then you can't use the platform. So let's say if you're on iOS, you want to use the platforms button, then uh, we have a set of default templates that provide for a button you know, the platform-specific way of drawing things. So uh, if you use that approach, then per control, you're going to be having something like a button that displays like a native iOS button, native Android button, native uh, WebAssembly button, or so HTML button. And then if you're on Skia, that doesn't exist because it's just um, you know, a pixel-based canvas. So there's no default 
platform templates. It's going to be the XAML one. But you can choose and use, uh, because it's UWP, we've imported all the, all the, the, uh, the platform templates. Uh, so that means that everything that Microsoft has been developing, whether it's the Windows 8 style or the new, the new Fluent styles, those styles, are, those styles are also available to you as a developer per control. So if you want to have a native button and a, a fluent button and a material design button, because we also provide a library that provides that material button across platforms, uh, you can choose all of that. And you can even go further than that. You can change style at runtime per button. So if you have a, let's say, a binding on a style on that button, you can switch between the two. It's useless, but you can do it. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's the kind of things that you know, depending on where you are and the kind the kind of uh, the kind of designers or users that you have, um, especially let's say if you have a let's say an application that runs on iOS and uh, um, and and you also have an application running on the web, you may want to have a um, because your users are are likely to use an iPhone and the web or an Android and the web, but less an iOS and an Android. It's that's not happening that often, but you want to have a visual language or visual design that looks the same for those two platforms. Um, and in many respects, it can be difficult to get. So, uh, so that's what Uno provides. Uh, you know, either using uh, using pure XAML and you define everything what you want, um, but if you want also to have your you know, very close to the platform, you can also use the native uh, native UI. I can only imagine the amount of complexity that's involved in in making something like that work. Just looking through the the, uh, the GitHub organization for Uno platform, it looks like there's some sample repos and things like that, but yes. it looks like there's a large number of divided repositories just to get all of these bits working in concert. Yeah, well, the the uh, the Uno platform itself is just mainly the Uno repo. So the, the Uno, it's called just Uno platform slash Uno. So that one pretty much contains all the things that are needed for Uno to work. Um, there are some dependencies, um, and the biggest one being the uh, the Uno source generator. So it's basically something that we had to implement for ourselves. Um, you know, not waiting for the C sharp nine uh, compiler to do it. Uh, you know, we actually started do it, developing it in uh, in the C sharp six timeframe. So it's uh, it's basically the same source generators that have been added to C sharp nine, but we we had that um, during C sharp six, uh, so we were able to generate the same kind of code that was using Roslyn, um, and that's how we are doing all sorts of funky things like taking XAML and compile and generate C sharp that we were generating and optimizing on the fly. So that's the kind of things that that we can do with uh, with that. But for the rest, yes, it's pretty much all on the inside of the the Uno the Uno repository. And uh, that's what I'm doing during my my uh, life coding sessions on Twitch. It's all about uh, you know taking an issue and uh, you know demystifying the the whole solution and uh, the whole repository so that people just can go and and uh, troubleshoot if they want to. Like uh, uh, you know they just just don't get stuck on on a very large repo and <laughs> get lost. And we're recording this in early to mid January 2021. All of the the latest bits, .NET five and, and C sharp nine, mm -hmm. were released in November twenty twenty. Uh, did you get much improvements out of, out of those bits being released? Did you get any speed improvements? Did you get new yes. new APIs, new yes. functionality? <laughs> many, many. Um, so interestingly, we we and uh, so it's 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 a 
it's in two platforms. Uh, iOS, Android, macOS are not uh, benefiting from .NET 5 at this point, unfortunately. Um, this is going to be for the .NET 6 wave uh, with uh, with other types of uh, improvements that are going to be uh, new in, the, in that specific uh, you know, time frame. Uh, but for .NET 5 and WebAssembly and Skia, so uh, running on Linux specifically, uh, on WebAssembly, we got pretty much in some cases uh, uh, you know, times two performance improvements in terms of runtime execution. So that's pretty good. Um, you, uh, tooling that's uh, easier to work with. Uh, the fact that uh, you know, there's uh, many APIs that have been added that, that allow us to make sure that everything is running smoothly. And uh, another thing that's on Linux that's very interesting for, for, uh, to get running on .NET 5 is the fact that um, uh, ARM devices are, have been, are, are, you know, support is, has been improved. So you know, performance improvement to run, uh, running on the Raspberry Pi. And that's that's uh, that's one of the things that that got us to run is the uh, the the Windows calculator that was uh, open sourced about uh, two years ago now, um, and uh, we ported that over to uh, to iOS and Android. So if you want to have the Windows calculator, you go to Uno uh, Uno calculator on on iOS or Android, and you're going to get the same calculator. Uh, we took that same code that we ported over from Microsoft and put that on Linux and on a, on the Raspberry Pi. So that's that's pretty cool to see that uh, with. All the .NET five updates that they've made, uh, that everything's running pretty pretty nicely there. I'm gonna want MS Paint next. <laughs> yeah, well, that one's not C sharp, and it's not. Uh, well, that, that's a good one. You know, people have been asking what what else could you do if Microsoft opens for something, and uh, you know, there there are quite a few things that could happen. Uh, so, but we don't know yet. <laughs> Nobody wants MS Paint. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you want GIMP. I don't know. <laughs> And, and before the show, or before we started recording, we were talking about uh, some of the difficulties in the open source ecosystem. Yes. With a project this size, do you have a lot of support in, in the community? Do you have a lot of, of folks chipping in and, and contributing their own blood, sweat, and tears? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And that that's... Uh, so the interesting thing is that, you know, when you say... You know, you're new, so that means your project is about a year and a half ago. So, but pretty much when we we open sourced it, we just dropped a huge amount of code, and people started looking at that and said, "Well, you're you're you know a month old, and you have all this. You know, where where were you? You know, how could that be that your 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 project is that big?" And um, so it it gets difficult for for people to understand the the depth of that. So. Commitment to changing a platform is not something that's easy, um, and uh, and then there's also the fact that uh, you know in the Microsoft ecosystem people are expecting Microsoft to provide something, so that that leaves let's say le- le- less uh, air for other projects of bigger size to uh, to get people to to to, to contribute and, and trust. Uh, so we get sometimes people saying, "Well, you're not Microsoft, so I'm I, I can't I can't." Tr- I can't use your project. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if you're going to be staying here for you know for the next five years because my project is going to last for ten years. Um, but you know, people are are changing slowly their minds, mostly because Microsoft has been open sourcing most of their stuff that they're working on right now, um, and it it serves us well because uh, I'm contributing to Mon- to uh, actually Mono and now .NET for WebAssembly uh, to get you know the the ball running and you. Know, you know, if you want something to get to, if you want something done, just do it, <laughs> pretty much. So that that's what we're 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 doing for for Uno. It's just not about just working for Uno. It's uh, it's all about you know, uh, going to the source of things when it doesn't work, or if you want something new, then just you know try doing it by yourself. And uh, 
the, the way we're working with, uh, the way we're financing the project is basically the Red Hat model. So we're saying to, uh, to people that come in, well, you're free to use the project, but if you want something fixed, then either do it yourself or uh, uh, then you can pay us to do it and basically allow us to prioritize your issues and move up the move up the stack. So that's pretty much the the way uh, the way we're working right now, and it's it's uh, it's picking up. So that's pretty good. That means that uh, uh, the developers are 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 taking in taking interest, and we've been here long enough for now that that uh, the name is out, and uh, we have to get to the next wave of each development cycle that that companies are getting uh, and, and and choosing and choosing Uno to get there. But uh, being open source is not is not an easy task. You know, you have to deal with uh, with with many people with different set of skills, and we're learning a lot when people are asking questions and you know uh, and coming into the project with different with different experiences, and uh, we're 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 assuming things that may not be right. So we have to adjust constantly the documentation to make sure that people are coming in depending on their background and they can understand what we're doing. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty interesting. On the documentation, um, I, it's probably my least favorite thing to do. Um, <laughs> just uh, curious, is there is there an idiomatic way to do, like to, to develop using Uno? Or is that kind of still up there? Is it, is it, I guess, is it, is it opinionated or does the documentation have an opinion on how you should use it? We're pretty much following what Microsoft is doing. So we're not deviating that much uh, and, 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 you know, choosing our own route. Uh, Project, other projects have done that, and then they're—I wouldn't say—shot themselves in the foot in some ways. But you know, it's uh, we're we're basically implementing the API that coming that is coming from Windows, down to the extent where we use Roslyn to just take the whole API set that that uh, WinUI and WinRT are providing, and you know, sticking to that API. So if something's not available there, uh, we're not going to be implementing it. If you want to do it, you can do it because you can reach the underlying platform if you want to. But uh, in terms of adding explicit APIs uh, that, that Windows is not supporting, if we do that, then we get incompatible with Windows. So, so we generally don't do that. To start with Uno, basically, it's just about you know, either uh, going to Visual Studio and adding the, uh, uh, the, the Uno platform add-ins, add-ins. So if you search in the add-ins for, for Visual Studio, or you can use the .NET new, uh, .NET new templates. Uh, so you can... Uh, do that on, on iOS, on uh, Mac OS or on Linux. If you do .NET new Uno template, given that you've installed the templates uh, from our, our getting started, uh, you can just basically go and, and start with that. Okay, so, so if I found guidelines for development uh, with WPF or Xamarin that were from Microsoft, I could apply those basic guidelines to Uno, but just use the, the Uno controls and, and, and what comes with that library. Yeah. Well, so in terms of development, you would do pretty much if you if you if you start with the development with uh, the the UWP guidelines, so developing on Windows, you can apply that directly with um, with Uno. But you can also use all the development techniques that are coming from Xamarin, not Xamarin Forms, but Xamarin specifically for iOS, Android, and macOS. They're going to be the same. Um, any any new feature that comes in uh, with regards to the platform, like uh, they and they introduce something that's called uh, startup tracing for Android. I mean, because we're relying on on Xamarin Android, that feature is available right away. I mean, there's nothing that Uno needs to do for that to work uh, completely. It's going to be the same thing when going over to .NET 6. 
um, and and the new support that uh, the Xamarin team or the .NET folks now are going to be adding to uh, to .NET six. This is going to be available uh, right away. Okay, awesome. That's good because like the you know when you're picking up a new library and you don't know how to use it, it's difficult to to figure out how to use it. But being able to use anything that you've already learned along the way or the the wealth of information that's available for developing. I, I'm so not used to saying the the what Universal Windows. Yeah, well, is, you, UWP. It's a <laughs> Universal I'm, I'm Windows stuck platform. In WPF. I yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine. And you know, they, they're they're learning about that. They're they're learning, and that's something that they're um, UWP in some sense is moving along to something that's with Project Reunion and all things like that, uh, where when UI so the UI part of the of uh, the UI part of Windows is going to get a library that's so the WinUI 3 is going to be a separated so that um, it can run on desktop uh, using Win32. So UWP, UWP in some sense is is going to be only the container model that, that sandboxes the applications. Um, it used to be encompassing too much. Uh, it, it, compa- it, it encompassed uh, uh, WinRT, which is everything that's non-UI like uh, geolocator, file access, things like that. And WinUI one in some sense, uh, for which it was XAML and uh, and uh, everything that had a way to display something. But now this those two parts are you know taken apart, and you can use them as a uh, as a Win32 as a Win32 app basically uh, pre- in a, pretty much the same way you would do a WPF app in some sense. Um, so that that's where we're going and. We're not UW. We're, we're UWP compliant in in the API sense of the term uh, for Uno, but we're not bound to the container model. Aside from the fact that the platform you you may be running on is containerized, so if you're running on iOS, you can do what iOS allows you to do. Uh, if you're running on WebAssembly, you can do what the browser lets you do. But that's pretty much it. It's not Uno that's going to be limiting in any way. Okay. So, what's been your favorite part of the whole process? Are are there any big wins that you had? Is it implementing a specific feature or, or getting onto a, sp- <laughs> a specific platform? Uh, well, getting WebAssembly running, uh, that's a big win. We're taking a look at the, you know, at the outlook of what WebAssembly is providing, being able to run anything anywhere, um, you know, and being able to interrupt with anything. That's, that's the big win. You don't, you don't limit yourself to one platform. You can go wherever you want to go. Uh, given that the browser is letting you do what you want to do, um, it's still it's in inf- its infancy. There's many things that need to be ironed out, but the fact that that much code is able to run in the browser, I mean, it's mind blowing. Uh, and uh, there's so many things that are coming up uh, with regards to to supporting browsers, like threading, like uh, uh, being able to interrupt with other languages without any kind of uh, interrupt layer that you need to code by yourself. That's the kind of things that uh, that make it. Pretty amazing. So you can drop, let's say, if you, I was talking about the calculator before, but if you go to uh, calculator.platform.uno, you're going to get that same calculator running in your browser. So it's the same code uh, with C++ as well that's been compiled over to WebAssembly. So that that's pretty amazing for uh, for teams that, that that don't want to have to do anything with uh, uh, the, the, uh, the stores and the limitations of the stores and you know, risking your app to be moved away from the store because you you've sold anything that that shouldn't be sold or things like that so that's um that's that's something that 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 i consider a big win and and we're done we're not done (laughs) not by a long shot 
you've lost me. I'm, I've got calculator.platform.uno up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that one's amazing. That was amazing. And, and you know, we've added um, accessibility support, so voiceover uh, recently. That It's translated into uh, 65 languages as well. Uh, because it, the original one was translated with uh, as many languages, so that's the kind of things that that Uno allows to do. Um, so uh, you know, if you push that along with any kind of development that has been done for the past twenty years in .NET, I mean, you get the compiler running inside of the browser because because why not? So uh, and people are are getting you know very interesting scenarios running there in the browser just because of that. So it, it it sounds like there's there's uh, no lack of features already in Uno and no lack of features that you're working on adding to Uno. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> what's what's coming up? Is there anything that uh, .NET six is going to uh, add that it will allow you to do anything cool? Yeah, yeah. Um, the problem at this point with uh, Xamarin, iOS, Android, and uh, and macOS is the fact that, or and UWP for that matter, uh, is that you have one one project per platform in Visual Studio. And that makes it, if you create a new project a new project with Uno, you'll see that you get a solution with, uh, I, don't, I, I don't have the count in mind, but I think it's eight or nine projects because of the fact that each individual platform has its own project structure. And .NET 6 is going to enable to have all those platforms just be in one project uh, and have Visual Studio just select the platforms that you want to develop for and, uh, and not have all those duplicates things that, are needed somehow, but don't need to surface that much to the user. Um, so that's the kind of things that uh, that are going to be uh, very interesting. Another one is uh, Catalyst. The fact that you can run a uh, an iOS application on macOS. And uh, Frank Krueger has, uh, has done his magic again. Uh, <laughs> he took the uh, the Catalyst stuff and the iOS stuff that's coming from... Uh, well, actually, the iOS runtime from Microsoft and just pushed in everything that makes Catalyst run. And uh, you can basically take a NuGet package and make it run on, on uh, Mac OS without doing anything else than just linking that NuGet package. So, uh, and Uno works with it. So that's pretty, that's pretty sweet. So I'm assuming that uh, Microsoft is going to pick that up, that space, that pace, and, uh, and get um, uh, Catalyst running as well. So all the .NET 6 with uh, all the WebAssembly updates that are coming up this year and, uh, you know, and with WinUI 3 as well, we, we're taking all those uh, those uh, investment that Microsoft are doing in WinUI, uh, in WinUI 2.5 and 3, we're putting them over to uh, to Uno, uh, so that we're adding con- you know many controls per month just because of that. So uh, so that's uh, that's that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, <laughs> we 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 have lots of work <laughs> to do for this year. That's for sure. Certainly seems like it. And it looks like you've got plenty of open issues on GitHub. You've got yes. plenty of opportunities for folks to get involved in the community. Are there other resources that you might mention on on show that we can point people towards or just go to GitHub and, and pick up an issue and, and, and start contributing? Well, there's that. Uh, there's, sure, yeah, there's that. You know, going to GitHub and, and pick up an issue could be that. You know, uh, or you know, what, what people generally tend to do is that they have their own app, their own scenarios, and... They say, well, I want to do this, but Uno doesn't provide it. Then I'm going to implement it. So uh, that's what happened with uh, with uh, many of the developers that came in. I want to have 
for instance, access to uh, through WebAssembly to the support for getting access to the file system because Chrome is supporting it now. So that's what what uh, what uh, developers did, and uh, that's pretty much what what happens most of the time. But if you want to, uh, you get acquainted with uh, with you're going to also go to our YouTube channel and and uh, so doing live coding the Uno platform. Um, and if you know people are you know, want to ask questions or the Discord, um, uh, that's uh, that's available on the the um, uh, it's the UWP Discord. Uh, so we have the link on uh, on our website. Uh, but we have Stack Overflow. We're present on Stack Overflow and Twitter, and uh, so uh, yeah, there are lots of opportunities to uh, to drill into. But that, most of the time, yeah, it's it's just do your app, and if you find something that doesn't work for you, try it. <laughs> So as, as we wrap up, uh, what has been helpful in your career that you might share with those just getting started or those looking to level up their own careers? Oh, that's a, that's a pretty good question. Um, I'd say open up to other platforms, uh, other developers as well. You know, it's pretty, pretty important to not, not just get stuck to one environment. Even if we're, you know, Uno is, is all about getting access to other platforms and people are not just going to be developing for just one window, Windows or, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're coming to other, you know, the market moves quite a bit. So uh, next thing you know, you know, iOS and Android may just get, you know, overruled by something else that, uh, and, and it, you have to know about the other platforms. And that's what I did. I, I the, the Linux, uh, Linux investment that I made, you know, 15 years ago are serving me now. Uh, so, you know, it's the kind of things that, um, try new things. You know, uh, get to new, get to new. Uh, you know, go to to the open source, the open source project of your choice uh, that you're depending on because you have to. You know, I, I work with uh, out of necessity for some projects. You know, I want to do something, then I drill into that project and try to understand what happens there. Um, and you know, when I started, open source wasn't there. You know, 20 years ago, or it was not that much. Uh, so I, you know, many things were closed source, and you have to guess around. Uh, but now it's all open source. So just just go and drill into things uh, and and get to uh, you uh, uh, understand what's happening under the hood. That's uh, that's one of the good things that that can happen right now. Um, and it's 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 mind op- mind opening if, in in many ways. Yeah, it certainly seems like the um, the rate of new is increasing as yes. time goes on. That or, or I'm just getting dumber and slowing down. But <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no. There's way <laughs> too much stuff to track. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it, that's for sure. It's getting difficult to to track everything that's been happening. You know, the the .NET ecosystem is moving. You know, a, a lot less faster than the other ecosystems. You know, especially with regards to uh, JavaScript and others, where there are many things that are happening. Uh, few times a month but that's why we're we're trying to you know narrow down a little bit the field because of uh, the fact that we're supporting one api set for for all those platforms but you know the other platforms are still there so we're not hiding them so you have to learn about those all those different things that are provided there by those platforms so uh because the users you know are still there and they want to use their devices fully so where can our listeners go to follow you and keep up with what you're working on uh, so definitely, uh, you can follow me on GitHub. Uh, I, you know, so GitHub, uh, say that's Jérôme Laban on GitHub. Uh, you have Twitter, uh, J L A B A N. Uh, I'm also on Twitch, uh, Jérôme Laban, same thing. Uh, and then uh, Discord, I'm uh, present all the time. So you you can just reach me there uh, and ask questions. I'll be more than happy to uh, to answer. Well, thank you, Jérôme. We really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you. 
That was Jerome Laban. Jerome is CTO of the Open Source Uno platform and a four-time recipient of the Microsoft MVP Award. If you like this episode, please like, rate, and review on iTunes. Find show notes, blog posts, and more at sixfiguredev.com. And catch us live each week on Twitch, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at SixFigureDev. This has been another episode of the Six Figure Developer Podcast, helping others reach their potential. I'm John Calloway. I'm Clayton Hunt. And I'm John Ash. Thank <laughs> you.